guys, uh, you know, I really take pride in every week I'm going to come up with a brand new intro and, and the people are going to listen to it and they're going to say, wow, this is such a great show. Uh, that guy's funny. And I just don't have it in me this week. I just can't do it anymore. My, my teams are, are all in the IR. Uh, I, I don't know up from down receivers that should be breaking out on teams with wide amount of targets going away or just not catching balls. I don't know. I can't do it anymore. But we do have a new intro song, so that's cool. So, What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome to Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. This is your host, Noah Obsfeld. And as always with me are my three best friends, Michael Smith, Jared Williams, and Kieran Day. Kieran looking drippy, as usual, for the YouTube audience. Uh, but if not, if you're on the podcast, then, then Jared is sounding drippy, because that voice is magnificent. Uh, we are going through it right now in the football season. But you know what? you got to stick with it. Okay? You know, it, the way champions are made, you put a chip on the shoulder, you put your feet in the dirt, you get low, and you grind. You go through the season, people are going to give up, but not you, okay? Because you're not a quitter. And all the dudes out there, we're not quitters. Mm-mm. Right, guys? Yes, sir. Right, yes, sir. Okay, I, we'll work on it. I know energy, you know, <laughs> people are, Kieran was talking about this is the worst fantasy weekend of his life. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I don't think I've – I usually start seasons, like, mediocre compared to my inferior fantasy football league mates. But, man, this has been a tough one. How are you guys holding up? Doing great over here. I feel like I'm – like, I really – the only guy I have that has gotten hurt or gotten sick or that's been affected by these games is Austin Eckler. Get better soon, my sweet prince. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we're we're doing okay over here. Yeah, I mean, you 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 keyed me in a little bit. It's been it's been a rough fantasy season for me to say the least. But I think we practice what we preach. I'm not concerned. We just got to get to the playoffs. I got to stay on the waiver grind. I got to take advantage of people who are uh, you know starting to zone out a little. Mm-hmm. There are fantasy games to be won throughout this season. But I mean. Man, it has been it has been a tough grind to even field the roster for some of my lineups. So you guys are keeping me in it. Keeping, Any given keeping, Sunday, man. Yeah, the Any fans are keeping me Sunday. in it. So you guys are inspiring us to keep grinding here. The fan is keeping you in it. Anyways, this is Guys Being Dudes Fantasy <laughs> Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. I said it right. Amazing. You can find <laughs> us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. We're, this is a big ticket show don't get it confused okay let's get in some some news it's gonna keep happening every week it's all about our good friend covid uh it's chaotic there's so much to go through the bottom line right now is you got to stay ready stay informed and be ready to pivot okay pivot i don't know lakers <laughs> like that uh, oh, let's go let's yeah let's talk about the lakers real quick now two more <laughs> titans tested positive including Corey davis uh a relevant name for uh fantasy and there's people popping up stefan gilmore and we'll see you know we'll all know at the same time what what the turnout of these games are um if the titans bills do play this isn't really affecting much i mean maybe a few more targets for johnny maybe a few more targets for aj coming back Anyways, Stephon Gilmore, uh, probably the Patriots' best player. Uh, yeah. Besides their other best player that also has COVID. Yeah, their right. two best right. players have gotten, have gotten tested positive. They better Which protect their third best, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> exactly. That's why they begged exactly. Didn't want him to go so I think that's enough COVID news. I mean, we'll find out the implications as soon as you guys do. Let us know if you have any questions on Twitter, at football. Getting into some football news, Bill O'Brien finally out as the Texan uh, head coach, uh, general GM. manager, that, you know, whatever, father of the team or something, that experiment is over. Uh, if you ever have a head coaching job, guys, 
number one rule of head coaching, don't trade away DeAndre Hopkins. That usually everyone who hasn't traded away DeAndre Hopkins, I think as it's turned out, well, better for the Bill O'Brien. Yeah, that's, uh, the, that's the funniest part is the front office said, oh, you traded away DeAndre Hopkins? That's okay. Oh, you paid $70 million to Brock Os- Osweiler? Oh, that's okay. Oh, you traded all of our first-round picks? That's okay. But you get in a fight at practice with one player, you're out. You know? You're so, out. What was the thought process behind this? <laughs> yeah, as soon as you mess with J.J. Watt. I mean, J.J. Watt, I mean, he probably goes into the owner's office and just kind of like, says what's going to happen. Is you know? Yeah. Yeah. He is he is Houston. I like that. So we're gonna see how that works out. Uh praying that my boy Brandon Cooks, they get him involved because I don't know how you're not getting Brandon Cooks involved in that offense. A Unless first there's some round pick for a guy that got zero catches last week. Interesting. I'm really into guys who oh, get yeah. zero catches zero catches this this season. It's crazy. Uh moving forward, Dwayne Haskins benched. Uh, Kyle Allen will be the start, and not only was he benched, he was shoved into the ground because he's now the third string behind Alex Smith. So we'll see the implications of that. I think it's going to look good for Antonio Gibson. We saw Kyle Allen with Christian McCaffrey last year. He's a check-down master. Uh, That was DJ Moore's breakout season. I think the whole team gets a little boost, and I think one guy I'm going to be paying close attention to is Logan Thomas. Are you guys seeing any value there? Uh, After last week's performance from him, I – I dropped him off my team, and it's it's just yeah. not something – it's not a straw I want to be grasping for right now. Yeah, I mean, especially he's been targeted so heavily and hasn't produced. I think a name that I'm more curious about is just like you said, Kyle Allen's a check down king, and Antonio Gibson comes in with that type of profile. So it could be interesting to see if that's a, if that's a lead that might uh, be, be uh, experimented with a little more. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see how that works out. If Kyle can't get it done, we'll just have good old Alex Smith back in. <laughs> a few couple big running back injuries. Chubb sent to IR. Nick Chubb sent to IR with an MCL sprain. Uh, that's going to be a big factor for a lot of people. We'll get into that in details later. And Eckler out four to six with a hamstring. I mean – you gotta you gotta be working your team all, all year. This is why you can't get comfortable. You know, you think one minute. There's a bunch, I'm sure there's a bunch of guys there have that ten spot in the draft. Ooh, Chubb and Eckler having a good season so far, and just like that, they weren't prepared with the running back depth, and and now they're gonna lose. You know, for four or five weeks in a row. Do you guys do you guys think both these guys will be back? But these are the kind of injuries where things go south for the team. They'll just you know send them home for the for the rest of the season. Or are you guys counting on these guys to come back and, and provide value later this season? I think both have their concerns in that Chubb and the Browns obviously have a, a running ready to take over in Kareem Hunt. So if Chubb doesn't necessarily progress at that rate and the Browns, say, are close to the playoff race, they may not push him back. Now, if they're in the thick of a playoff race, then they'll probably bring him back. But for Eckler, as we've seen, hamstring injuries aren't something to deal like to mess around with. So they're going to have to give him the full recovery time before they consider bringing him back. So I think they both have their concerns, but I do think they'll both come back and play around. I agree. Playoff Dude, the plight of the hamstring right now. I mean, mm. we've never, we, I mean, it's that got to be that preseason, the warm up, the lack of, you know, smooth access to training facility or whatever it may be, shaking things up. Just not guys aren't ready. So yeah, adapt or die this year. Again, this is Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, guys. One big thing that you took away from this week, what you got? I'll start, and we just touched on this team and didn't mention this player. And this was a guy we talked about last week that was in that point of the year, that wide receiver two range, you know, anywhere from 12, 10 to 20 or so. And last week we mentioned was a guy that we could potentially bench for a better matchup, say C.D. Lamb or something, and it's Terry McLaurin. And I think Terry McLaurin is matchup proof. Now, I said this thinking Dwayne Askins was the quarterback. I don't really think it changes with Kyle Allen going forward. But he's had at least seven targets in every game. He's had at least 60-plus yards. I mean, in, especially in PPR, he's just – he's that good. I think he's a guy that you can set in your lineup and forget, even if it's Baltimore like last week or Pittsburgh or these great defenses, I think it's a guy that you can start every week and not be concerned. Definitely with you on that one. I'll go next. Uh, some 
guys that we took sort of early this year are just washed and not good and they just shouldn't be in your lineup at all. And just cause they're not big name or because they are big name guys, you sh- shouldn't be afraid to start these guys that you're picking up on the waiver wire ahead of them. I and mean, we see what Mike Davis did the first week Christian McCaffrey was out. If you had Mike Davis on your bench, you could have lost a matchup because of that. Maybe you played a guy like AJ green instead, who is just proving to not be, that guy anymore ty hilton i think there's a there's a crazy stat about how since andrew luck retired he hasn't had over like 85 yards or something like that yeah something like that marvin jones jr just not very good anymore hayden hurst we thought was going to be the guy for the falcons he was going to do austin hooper things turns out he's a 40 to 50 yard guy maybe uh austin hooper <laughs> you probably drop him now gronk all these guys you need to move on from them be snatching at the waiver wire for for guys that we'll be talking about a little bit later. Yeah, and I think mine was touched on to a, to a certain extent a little bit earlier in the show is don't trust these hamstring injuries, especially we have a lot of big name players that are coming back from hamstring injuries in the coming weeks, and I would tread lightly on those injuries. Um, take into account you see guys like Julio re-injuring and just one little cut that's the wrong way and you're out for the rest of the game, so you know use that as a deciding factor when you're deciding to with your start sit decisions. And because we talked about that, another thing that I really learned is this is a quarter into the season. You have to let go of your draft expectations. I think that's something that I've struggled with and I'm starting to realize is you drafted these players thinking what they could be. And now you see what they are for the most case. And you need to be able to adapt to that. You need to be smarter than your competition and not latch on to everything that you were expecting out of someone. You got to stay, you got to adapt. You got to be quick on your feet. So, you know, don't hold yeah. on too long or you'll be the one who's in the loss. You got to let her go. To add on to that, I, I think Devontae Adams' owners probably are sleeping a little bit easier at night seeing what happened to Julio Jones in that same game with a hamstring injury. He re-aggravated it. Not looking good. Whereas Devontae Adams, they rested him, which is very smart. They have a bye week this week. So he should be 100% the rest of the season. But yeah, unless you're me and needed five points from him and didn't get it and lost your matchup. <laughs> I mean, right now we have the first overall pick, McCaffrey, Saquon. I mean, you're done You're done for, basically. I mean, good luck coming back from that. And then the first, first three receivers off the board, all huge names, uh, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones. Also, you're very uh, disappointed. You're not doing well. And so, Godwin. Yeah. Godwin, yeah. I mean, there's tons of guys. So – Guys, let's get into this. Here are some quarter season tips from yours truly, Noah. Okay. First, running back is getting thin as hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep losing running backs. We're not going to know when this guy is going to have this COVID bye week. And, and you're always going to be able to pull off a guy, a receiver off the waivers. So, you know, if you can take advantage of that and say, hey, I got a big name receiver. I got Chris Godwin. I got Julio Jones. And I just know right now having a running back is going to be worth more, you know, trading a guy like Julio Jones or Godwin, or even like a healthy receiver, you know, I don't know who it's going to be McLaurin, Amari Cooper for a second, third tier running back, James Connor, uh, James Robinson, any of the Jameses. That's, that's <laughs> not, even though that, that level of disparity between value might seem a little crazy. You have to, we have to put these positions into perspective. Scarcity. Exactly. That's why in a 14-team league, I always like to have a top three tight end because of the difference in depth, uh, you know, through the rest of the league. So similar, similar uh, philosophy here. Second tip is look for depth. Grab your handcuffs. Uh, yesterday off the waivers in one league, I got, I got T. Higgins and LaVisca Chenault, okay? And I am so confident in my receiver depth, I could even trade away a guy like Godwin – and another piece for a guy like Carson, which is in the works. Wish me luck, guys. Uh, and then here's something interesting. Start to uh, look at playoff schedules, you know, because all you need to do is make the playoffs in the first place. But if you're sitting pretty like my guy Jared here, who's 4-0 and in multiple leagues, even though he's in the bottom three in points scored, because that's just kind of how Jared lives. Uh, <laughs> it's all about take a look at playoff schedules. But if you are more like me and you're top in scoring, you're really talented, but you're just not lucky, uh, you know, all you need to do is make the playoffs. 
Go for that f- fourth seed or go for that sixth seed. It's all you need. To, you don't need to make. You don't need to have a perfect season. So you know, look at your team and see what you need to do. Uh, this is also the part of the season where we start seeing s- some uh, solidity in positional uh, points versus different defenses. So every year there's going to be that one team that is just god awful against tight ends. The few teams who are terrible in the against the passing game, who were maybe good last year, defenses are really volatile from year to year. So take those into account more and more. In the first week, you're going to see the parentheses. This team is third against receivers, and you're like, it doesn't mean shit yet. But now it's going to start to mean something. So take those into account. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a number. It's real easy, one from 32. Lastly, there's too many guys on IR, Alan Lazard, Paris Campbell, Jalen Rager, who are going to come back. Damian Harris did. And I had him on two teams. He was sitting in my IR spot for free. He's back, and now he's actually a, a real-life fantasy player. So if you have a free IR spot, go grab one of these guys who are guaranteed your – I want to go grab him. I want to put another IR spot in, uh, in six weeks or in four weeks. Um, uh, Jalen Rager is going to come back, and, and I don't know. He's going to break out. He's a first-round pick for, for the Eagles. And I'm going to, like, say, hey, hey, thanks, week two, Noah. Or, hey, thanks, week three, Noah. That was really thoughtful of you. And I'm going to say, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, we're on the same team. In fact, we're the same person. Crazy. Okay, those are my quarter season tips. Love it. Love That's going to win you a shit. I don't think I'm looking that far ahead to playoffs just yet, but I do like the advice, the general advice. Well, I just – I mean, last, last season I was in six out of six playoffs. I got no doubt I'm going to make at least one this year. So, <laughs> I got to be ready. I got to be Love ready. It. Love it. Let's get into week five preview with the Packers and Lions on bye. Uh this is something that's very against Noah philosophy. I'm actually keeping Mason Crosby in my lineup despite the bye because he's been killing it. That offense has been killing it. On your bench, but, right? Not in your lineup. Right, in my, on my bench. So right. drop your guys if you need to. I saw TJ Hawkinson dropped in a few leagues. That's, you know, probably dumb, but if it's, that's you, you do you. So let's get into it. <laughs> Thursday Night Football. This is the first show ever we previewed Thursday Night Football because we realized it's dumb to give you guys 24 hours to take in this information. So Bucks versus the Bears. And uh, I don't want to advocate for anything that Amazon does, but it is on Amazon Prime. And you can select your commentators, which is, I mean, we are living in the future. I mean, what year is it? 2030, 2040? I mean, crazy. So, Jesus, man. Yeah, maybe baseball will even take away the crowd noise. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna be the ticket to success, right? That's that's when Amazon really finds success. All right, no, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Leonard Fournette probably gonna play this week. Out last week, we saw Rojo uh, struggled catching the ball, but he had over a hundred yards on the ground. But you know, with Lenny coming back, can't really. uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'd start either of them, even with Lashawn McCoy out. Chris Godwin out, OJ Howard out. So Mike Evans, if he plays, he's still got that he's still nursing that hamstring injury. But if he plays, definitely a wide receiver one this week. And Brady after that five touchdown week, you gotta if you have Brady, you gotta start Brady, right? I think a quick update on that. Leonard Fournette has been ruled doubtful for the Thursday night game. So I agree. I don't know if the, the Bucks backfield is something to be salivating over, but if you need to in a pinch, Ronald Jones, I think is going to get volume again. I would I'm worried about Ronald Jones. Just because his top pass catchers are out. They're playing the Bears, which has a solid secondary. I, I wouldn't be comfortable starting Brady. Yeah, I don't know if I'm comfortable starting Brady, but speaking on Ronald Jones, uh, this backfield runs through Brady. And what do we know about Brady backfields? They are not solid at all. Whoever Brady, you know, Brady doesn't care about his running back. Whoever's in there and can get four yards on a first and 10 and catch a ball, that's, that's, my, that's his guy. So I don't think there's a lot, a lot of solidity here. Obviously, Fournette always has that ability to just be the bell cow when he's healthy. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm worried about Ronald Jones in the future, uh, getting that trust from Brady that he needs to, especially in the PPR leagues where he was so coveted. Yeah, they weren't playing him in the red zone, and they put in Keyshawn Vaughn at the end of the game against the Chargers just because he can catch the ball. Yeah. So, yeah. I think moving on to the Bears side of the ball, a lot of us, 
and we'll see if this is similar with Kyle Allen. We think, you know, Foles is an upgrade, but watching that game was, was really tough to see that that Bears offense wasn't moving the ball at all. It didn't look significantly different. Um, you got saved with A-Rob going seven for 100 and a touchdown, but that was for the most part on the last drive of the game in garbage time with defenses kind of letting things go. So what is your guys' outlook for the Bears moving forward? Do you think it's going to be kind of a quarterback roulette? Is there What's your outlook on their offense and owning some of those pieces? Well, you definitely love Allen Robinson. I think everybody that drafted him, you knew his QB wasn't going to be very good either way. So, I mean, no matter what, you're starting Allen Robinson. David Montgomery, uh, he, he looks okay, but they just don't score that many points. And when you're running back, when your team's not scoring that many points, your running back doesn't get that many goal line carries. So that's something to look at. Uh, it's, at this point, he's a flex play at best. Yeah, I'm worried about David Montgomery, and I'm more worried about Anthony Miller. It looks like that Darnell <laughs> Mooney, like fifth-round pick out of nowhere, like coming in and taking it away from my baby. But, yeah. I have, I mean, I've gone from six teams with Anthony Miller. I think I'm at four now. It's probably going to go down to zero eventually. There's still value there. I mean, like this is still his first game with the with the first full game of the Bears. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like you know keep him on your on your bench and, and hopes, but I'm just saying we don't really know the final picture, and it's not going to become much clearer with this you know prime time uh, Thursday night football game against the really good uh, defense. So it's going to be tough, uh, but really. <laughs> I don't think the Colts defense is getting enough respect this year. That's a really good defense, just like just like the yeah. Bucks are the Bears. And I think David Montgomery's a, potentially a buy low. Like Noah mentioned earlier, you look at their schedule down the stretch, they play the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, the Jaguars. They have very exploitable matchups. So I think even I think David Montgomery could potentially break out over the last half of the year. But I don't think it's gonna yeah. be that with the box. That's an, yeah, that's an interesting take. I think moving on to Sunday football, we're going to get into the first matchup, which is already throwing us a curveball. The Bills versus the Titans. I don't know how much we have to go over this given uh, the COVID circumstances around this. Mm-hmm. I would just touch on a few things, such as AJ Brown likely to return if they play. Um, so good thing for COVID in that sense. AJ Brown got an, ex- an extra week to recover from his injury. Cole I Beasley. I said that last week. Yeah. This is your last Cole chance Beasley. to trade for AJ Brown. Yeah. Cole Beasley um, is getting a lot of targets. He's very involved in that off- offense. So if you need injuries or kind of ravaging your team and you need someone to throw in there, Cole Beasley is always a, a good pick or maybe a DFS play. Um, with the Titans. I don't know how much we need to get more into this game. I think it's likely going to be a buy. So let's move on to uh, the Jaguars could, and the Texans. Real quick, though, could be a shootout if it's played because these are two teams with really good offenses with defenses who were decent last year who are, the defenses are not looking great. So I'm yeah. excited for that one. But, yeah, Jaguars, yeah, Texans. Uh, so G.J. Chark finally comes out, two touchdowns, looking like the guy you, you, you drafted. And then LaVisca Chanel, an early season Noah guy, uh, looks like the wide receiver two to own. I mean, that guy can As move, he, he can groove. Definitely. Right. But, I, I mean, that guy, great depth piece to have as well. And the other side of the ball. And the coach came out and supported him. The coach came out and said he's only scratching the surface of his potential, and he's, he's seeing him improve every day in practice. And when coaches come out and support the young guys, you know, a lot of coaches like to bring them along. But when a coach comes out and toots your own horn, that's something you really yeah. look for. And kind of you know what's even more important? LaVisca Chenault has some swagger. And you know what Gardner Minshew cares about? Is swagger. Yes, DJ Chark might have the production. He might have the talent. But is he going to pull the fans in? You know? Ooh, that's a good point, though. I don't know. So, LaVisca, there could be a LaVisca Chenault-themed day. You know, uh, I don't know what the – I'm going to stop you right there. LaVisca Chenault is not going to take anything away from DJ Chark's <laughs> influence on this offense. I think they're 1A at, at best for LaVisca Chenault. Now, I do like both. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm still think it's a one-two punch. I think it's a one-two. In terms of Lavisca Chanel's not going to become the guy in the offense where he's he's the reason that people are right. Yeah, great PPR guys. On the other side of the ball, finally, Joe Mixon. <laughs> Jared, tell us about Joe Mixon. What do you think about Joe Mixon going forward? I mean, <laughs> my my bold predict. One of my bold predictions at the beginning of the year was Joe Mixon was a top should be a top five pick. <laughs> 
And I, I mean, quote, maybe a top four pick. He hasn't gotten hurt yet. And he's played every he's played he's every the number game. eight running back right now. He's number eight running back. Uh, I mean, he he needs to score some touchdowns and he finally got three touchdowns. I feel like, you know, his touchdown production is going to even out over the course of the year. Yeah, I really but hope so. And the, the biggest te- thing the Texans, though. The, well, the biggest thing about oh wait. <laughs> the Texans, right. We're gonna see a new offense. Uh, we're, I'm really excited for this. I think my guy Brandon Cooks is finally going to get maybe a chance or two. Uh, we'll see, but I'm worried that he is going to be a drop. Can- he already is a drop candidate, but I would like him to produce. Do you guys think there's any hope there? What do you, what do you guys, what do you guys think about? Um, you know, I think Bill O'Brien kind of had a, a a necessary role for David Johnson. He traded DeAndre Hopkins away for him. He wanted to prove that that was a valuable move. Without Bill O'Brien in the picture, do you think David Johnson's, you know, he's had a pretty good stranglehold on the backfield. Do you think that that becomes more of a committee? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think they let Deshaun Watson rip? What are you guys' thoughts on the, on the outlook of the offense in general? Let him cook. I mean, yeah, I, I think they're going to, he's going to come in. They're going to want, he's going to want to, he's going to want to look good. He's going to a solid team here. He's going to go with the talent. I mean, but I think what the main thing that, that, that any layman's, man can do is say okay they're not using Deshaun Watson to this full potential let's get Deshaun Watson running let's get him throwing on the run a little bit more and getting more guys involved so this offense can move down the field so that being said I think David Johnson should see some more targets but I am a little worried that Duke Johnson could come in I mean Duke Johnson's just been a staple there for the past few years but I still don't really think you're valuing David Johnson any differently uh just make sure you you put in the right D Johnson into your lineup yeah he's got a much nicer schedule moving forward so yeah if if you have him i would personally hold for with him unless you can get some serious value that he hasn't lived up to i could see a big game for david johnson this week a matchup i'm really looking forward to seeing primetime joe burrow go up against the baltimore ravens the supposed class of that division you know, like we touched on, Joe Mixon arrived last week. He had three scores, over 100 rushing yards, and a receiving touchdown, which was very nice to see. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are going to be the guys going forward in this offense. They led in targets. A.J. Green was slightly below them. and he just Joe Burrow and A.J. Green, for whatever reason, don't have as good of a connection as T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd do, and that's definitely some value. So I'm really excited to see how the Bengals do against this great Baltimore defense. Now, on the Baltimore side of the ball, Mark Andrews, who everyone was hyping up at the beginning of the year, did exactly, why, I guess, why you drafted Mark Andrews. Three catches, bummer. Two, two, two touchdowns. Like, I look at that, and I don't think that's sustainable, and I'd want to trade Mark Andrews. Now, the tight end market is definitely not as deep as we thought, so you kind of have to hold Mark Andrews um, if you have him. But I think it's concerning the workload he gets. And another guy I think it's concerning the workload he's gotten is Hollywood Brown. He has not had his breakout game yet. So this could be the week with the Bengals, a very exploitable defense. But, you know, I think your concern is a Hollywood owner. Um, And then that backfield, which I think we all advise to avoid, that's certainly been the situation thus far. You know, Mark Ingram's had 34 carries. Gus Edwards has had 27. Dobbins has only had 15. But they all have played an integral part in that offense. So, I don't know if any of y'all see that any differently, but that backfield is is one that I'm certainly avoiding. If there's one you're targeting for maybe – is there anyone you're, like, thinking maybe that it'll change up in the later half of the season, you think it's going to stay this way? You're just hoping that there's an injury. I mean, you're not hoping that there's an injury, but to make one of these more fantasy – like, Mark Ingram, you can start him. I would feel okay starting him as a flex. He'll get 10 carries and might get a touchdown. Like I would have never drafted him, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Ravens right now. Okay, they're they're trying to do this thing they did last year. It's not working. Okay, there's something wrong with Lamar. I don't know what it is. So they're going to change can't this. pass very accurately right now. Yeah, all. they're going to change this offense. I think for me, I think, and I've said it, and I've said it before. I think J.K. Dobbins gets a more gets more targets later in the season. I think like he's a guy. Like I mean, he's basically droppable, but he's a guy I might want to like toss in with a trade. You know, if you're trying to like just I don't know if you're trying to target a guy and you might toss a guy in or just maybe trade like a depth piece or a one week, you know, flyer for a guy. Uh, But I think we could see some JK Dobbins action later in the season. They're going to have to do something. 
Yeah. Okay. Good there. Mixon, we talked about. I, I, I'm not worried about him. Uh, no. I, I, I think he's going to be great. Panthers, Falcons. Oh, my God. So much to talk about here, especially on the Falcons side of the ball. Let's just get the, the Panthers over with. This Robbie versus DJ thing is looking like clear. It's, Robbie's it's, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have DJ in multiple places. I am holding him. You know, I've gotten some pretty bad offers, but I'm holding it. But let's, let's get to the other side of the ball. I mean, they look bad. They look bad, bad. Julio Jones, not the guy he drafted, to say it in the least. Calvin Ridley, zero points. One of the weirdest stat lines I've, I can remember. Calvin Ridley, number one receiver in all formats, I think, and then just go, gets a zero. I mean, against the Packers. I mean, Packers have a good defense. They're not, they're not a shutdown defense. They're not the Patriots or some, you know, genius and their or whatever. Is so fast paced that you'd expect this game to be some sort of a shootout. Yeah. Right. And so I'm really, Ridley, you don't have to worry about it. You plug him Ridley. in every week. Ridley. Ridley. I, I'll never not say it like that. It's just, you guys got to accept it. And, but Julio, I have in one league and I'm very worried about him. Okay. 100%. He's, he's older. He's, yes, he's very talented, but it looks like that, you know, especially with Matt Ryan looking as bad as he has and Dan Quinn on the hot seat. I'm really worried about like Julio and like, seriously, I've put out some offers uh, for him against guys that were drafted, you know, third, fourth round. And people were saying no, because why would you want to hop on this train? If you do have, if you're four and zero though, and you're looking pretty, I kind of would target Julio on the cheap. See how cheap you can get him. If you can just add him to your bench and you know just say, hey, I'm gonna wait until you're looking like Julio, like that you're supposed to be, and maybe he wins you a ship later in the season. Are yeah, you guys I, agree, or are you just abandoning yeah. the ship? I mean, I've been probably one of the biggest Julio fans um, within my fantasy circles for the last couple of years. I love the way he plays. I love watching him play, but I, it's just concerning all the different factors coming in just are so concerning his age he still has the juice when he's on the field and healthy you could see from week one he looks great but he's not healthy he's dealing with the thing we talked about earlier hamstring injuries Matt Ryan looks just about as scared as any quarterback I've ever seen he's terrified in the pocket and this offense just isn't rolling the way it used to they're not getting the garbage time points they used to even when they're down their offense isn't moving and that was something with Matt Ryan as you know, on a non-football lens, that's something you took into consideration. When teams are losing and the game script is in that favor, you expect those garbage points like you get from Dak. And that was something that I got for many years from the Falcons. And with this offense, it can't even move the ball when the defense is allowing them to pass. There are major red flags all over this team, and it's hard to watch their football games. But I do agree Julio could be a trade for target if you're four and zero. Okay, I think so let me he could guys... be a league winner. Yeah, so I got. I got to make one one quick point, real quick. Yeah, last year the Falcons finished seven and nine, and Julio was not looking good at the beginning and middle of the season. And then his last three games of the year, here's the targets he had: twenty targets, fifteen targets, thirteen targets, hundred thirty four yards, hundred sixty six yards, seventy eight yards. They played him while they weren't making the playoffs. They won the last four games in a row after going three. Jared, you had me at 20 targets, okay? Like, this, it's not <laughs> well, like – Let me give you some hypotheticals because I don't think people are talking about this enough. Let me give you some hypotheticals. So, let's say you're 4-0, you're 3-1, you have a great outlook on the season, and you have these guys. So, would you give up this guy for Julio? Okay. Let's start with Keenan Allen. Hmm. Just do it quick. No. No. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, how about the Rams guys? Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I would give up Robert Woods for him right now. I'd give up Woods. I'd give up either. Uh, yeah, I'd probably give up Cup as well. DJ Chark. Yes. Yeah. Right up here. Terry McLaurin. Woohoo. No. no. I'd say they're pretty close. Uh, Amari Cooper. I'd rather have Amari. He's no, the number one receiver Amari. right now. Of course, you keep it up. So <laughs> You wish. I mean, yeah. So there's your little baseline. You're you're talking about. Here's a tough one. AJ Brown. Oh, 100. Yeah. Julio. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's. What do you mean? Okay. I I just I really wanted to touch on Julio because I don't think people are covering it enough, and because it's obviously a tough situation that people are in. So let's move on. 
Raiders, we got two Raiders fans here versus the Chiefs. This is a historical rivalry. Okay. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it is historical, but it's in recent years. I know Derek Carr had a quote this week where he said, "It's not a rivalry if we keep losing to them." Yeah, I think looking at looking at this matchup from a fantasy perspective, the Chiefs, you're gonna play your Chiefs. You're gonna play the same Chiefs you always play, and you can expect even in a game script like last week, they're gonna produce. The only thing of note is that Michael Hardman has taken over for Demarcus Robinson on the depth chart. He's no longer. He still has the one big play aspect, but he's no longer the snap count limitations that led to that type, type of outcome. He's on the field. He's getting opportunities. He's someone that I would look to add for depth. And he's one of those Kareem Hunt pieces where, you know, Tyreek goes down. Meikle's got some, some really good value. Raiders wide receiver core is going to be messy, I think, the whole year. They're dealing with a lot of nagging injuries as well as just, you know, a bunch of B-list type of players. So, I don't know if I'd be looking for, to any of them for fantasy gold. Darren Waller will continue to thrive. And I personally think Josh Jacobs is a trade for candidate. A lot of people ride on that first week blow up and he's been pretty um, not as good sure. since week one. So if, if you have the pieces and you can make a trade and the person's unhappy with Josh Jacobs, I think he's getting the volume and he'll eventually keep falling in the end zone. Definitely. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Okay, Cardinals and Jets this week. The matchup we've all been looking for. Uh, <laughs> Kenyon Flacco, Drake. Baby. Joe, Joe Flacco, baby. Joe Flacco is back. Streaming. <laughs> Dude, Joe Flacco's like an all-time guy. Like, won a Super Bowl. He's, so a Super Bowl He's just a classic guy. Yeah. Le'Veon back at practice. I know. Stay in your seats, guys. This is big news. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if Le'Veon plays against the Cardinals – I'd only start him if you have to. You're you're in a dire need of a start. Um, definitely wouldn't want to. But it's another one of those hamstring injuries, right? Obviously, Jamison Crowder. We touched on it last week. Incredible player. I th- I think we're all pretty high on Jamison Crowder. But on the Cardinals side, Kenyon Drake does not look like a second round pick at all. Isn't reaching the end zone. He's getting a decent amount of carries. He's just not doing much. And the most important thing. He is not catching the ball out of the backfield. How many targets he has on the year? It's got to be like five. It's literally five. <laughs> <laughs> he well, averaged like four and a half per game last year with the card. I don't understand it from an offense. It's great. We saw Melvin Gordon just go off against the Jets. So if if he can't get it done, I mean, we said this last week. If he can't get it done this this week, it's over. But I, <laughs> but seriously, if he can get it done, Edmonds, yeah. That might, he might – they might just give him the, the, the keys to the city. Nothing more to it. Nothing much else is needed there. The Eagles and Steelers, the Steelers obviously were idle last week. They're back in action this week. You know, the Eagles offense, although they did win and supported Nova's 49ers missing the playoffs theory, they didn't look all that good. Miles Sanders didn't have that great of a game. Obviously, the 49ers defense without some pieces is still better than your average defense. Zach Ertz with a classic four catches for nine yards. Don't know how that's possible, but that did occur. Mm-hmm. Greg Ward had seven targets, led them in targets again. If all those receivers are out, you know, potentially he's a low-end flex. I think he could do better with those targets this week than he did last week. Now, on the Steelers' side of the ball, both receivers, Juju and Deontay, didn't practice today, but they've been doing that all week. Deontay cleared concussion protocol, and they labeled it a toe injury, which is what he was dealing with the first two weeks. He'll, they'll both be fine, and they'll be ready to play. You fire them up against the Eagles. Um, I don't expect that good of a, a game from either running back just because both of these defenses are typically good against the run. But you obviously have to start Miles Sanders with James Conner for that. But maybe yeah. fake DFS. It's one of those where you're kind of stuck if you took them, if you took those players with the running back depth that's in the league. I do personally think um, as a, mile, a guy who's owned Miles Sanders in a lot of leagues and, and, and is relying on him in a lot of places, he does look pretty good when he gets the ball. He looks, he's missing tackles. He is plowing through people. He's getting targets. The offense just needs to turn around. And whether you believe that's going to happen or not is your kind of your outlook on Miles Sanders. But I don't think the 13 for 46 is a fair representation of kind of the impact and the, and, and the skill there. So it's kind of one of those buy low on the skill if you believe in it. No, I, I, no, I disagree. Don't buy low on Miles Sanders. We've seen the, the Eagles just not be able to come out of this offensive injury and like drought for years. Okay. Ever since the Super Bowl. 
I don't know why you're buying. You know, shouldn't be buying low on Miles Sanders. I mean, if you said the same thing, if you said the same thing last year, you missed out on the number one running back on the back half of the year. I agree with Kieran. I think you can wait a couple weeks. They play the Steelers and Ravens the next two weeks, but they play the Cowboys in the fantasy playoffs, and that is just a delicious matchup for Miles. That's Sanders. gold. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying go trade for him right now. I'm saying. I think he looks like he's a skilled player. He's playing two or three horrible matchups in a row. If he puts up less than 10 fantasy points in the next two weeks, which is totally plausible, you could get him for super cheap. It's all, it's all about value. Yeah. It's all about value. Yeah, I, just, exactly. I'm, I'm not exactly. really I don't like the whole no. Yeah. Well, that is exactly. my answer. That's fine. No. <laughs> okay. But you're just saying it's all about value. <laughs> you're contradicting yourself. <laughs> sure. I'm not looking. You guys are looking for it. I'm not looking for it. So that's the difference. I'm Rams versus – Rams versus Washington. We're going to see a brand new offense on the Washington side of the ball. I'm excited for Antonio Gibson. Uh, I, I think he could be – we saw that crazy receiving game from him last last week, more garbage time stuff, and it's going to keep happening. So, he might even be a buy low because of the lack of the name value right now. Yeah? I don't know. With Cam Akers coming back, I don't know. Cam uh, – Antonio Gibson is on the. Oh, my bad. I was completely mixed up. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you Antonio were. Gibson, I... <laughs> sorry. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jared agrees. I, I love. <laughs> I love Antonio Gibson going forward. Though. Other side of the ball, we really thought Daryl and we figured it out. It's Daryl Henderson. He is the guy. And then uh, <laughs> Sean Payton's like, "Hey, you never know what I'm going to do next. I'm one of the best young coaches in the league." Uh so. I'm glad you guys were getting, you guys, I said on the show last week, I traded him away for Derrick Henry and everyone got mad at me. I mean, not Derrick Henry, uh, the other Henry, the tight end for the Chargers. Hunter uh, Henry. Hunter. Thank you. I'm glad playing on his name. And even though Hunter Henry had a terrible week in his first week <laughs> on my squad, I have not, I'm very okay with that, with that trade because I just want to get out of those committees. Uh, I don't, I don't like being in committees. You know, I just want to make decisions on my own personally. And then the rest of the team looking like the Rams. The Rams always just look like the Rams, right? I mean, they're kind of just Rams. They just really have, like, some people go off every week and then the others don't, and then the next week it's completely switched. So that's the running backs, receivers, tight ends, and quarterback. Like, Jared Goff had, like, 10 points last week. There you go. That's the Jared Goff you know and love. Exactly. (laughs) Moving on to the Dolphins versus the Niners. Can't believe the Niners lost last week. Here's a fun stat. You know who has a touchdown every week of the year so far? Jarek McKinnon. Woohoo. That's a solid six point floor right there. Ooh. And we really thought that the Dolphins were going to break out against this, the, the Seattle, but it didn't. It kind of happened. It looks like Parker's the only guy there you really want. Um, yeah. Definitely. Parker's picking up it. where he left off. He's. He's looking good as a good receiver. Um, but, yeah, I thought we all expect kind of a, a little bit more from that game on both sides of the ball. So I'm sure people are kind of disappointed with the, the outcome of that game in general. All right. All right. Anything George else to add there? Really George good. Kittle. Yeah. I mean, Debo Samuel came back. Crazy. Did okay. Ayuk. I mean, Ayuk's hurdle into the end zone wow oh my god what a cool that was, play that was a, that that was was a beautiful play who, who do you guys want Debo or Ayuk rest of the season I gotta stick with Debo Debo yeah I think Ayuk should be owned in every league though because yep we're gonna get we're gonna get this uh, the offense is gonna figure it out the coaching is too good and they're gonna have they're gonna have you know there's gonna be volume to be had for those guys yeah. yep all right moving on to the Giants and Cowboys <laughs> Nice little toilet bowl game for the week. Uh, Giants have not been good at all this year. First place terrible. What would you say, Mike? First place implications on the line, man. First place. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. World we live in. Only uh, in 2020, I mean, right? One, one thing I have to say about the Giants is, you know, Slayton's cooled down. Their receivers don't look that good. Evan Ingram is not good. Uh, Devonta Freeman had 11 carries. And four catches last week. Do you, you want to just list the whole team and say they're not good? We, I mean, they're we not go good. on for. They're not good. Freeman could have some production, is what I'm saying. He seems like the only guy that's going to get consistent touches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that as if it's a question because I'm really not sure. No, uh, you're yeah. maybe in a deep league. You're picking him up for a depth or a bye week thing, but yeah. basically, I'm ignoring the team except Dallas, for this week. 
We'll yeah, find is- out about that later. <laughs> and the Cowboys, uh, I mean, Michael Gallup, one of the biggest disappointments of the year. He plays like every down. He runs routes like every down. And he just doesn't get the ball. Uh, Amari Cooper. Lamb and Amari be- Cooper. I mean, amazing. Amari Cooper could be the wide receiver one. Like 10 yards, five yards underneath. And, I mean, it's all Dak does is just throw it to him and take off. I mean, yeah, this offense is just a yardage machine. It's Yeah. And let me I just think say. You're, you're safe kind of, yeah. Let me just say, I had, a, I had gasps from you guys. I had, I had death threats after I said Dak was QB1. And look at us now. QB1, baby. I mean, garbage, garbage time is their is their – it's not even garbage time anymore. It's just their life. It's just – Dak is the sole reason I could never do fantasy football for a living. I cannot stand the way his production comes. I cannot stand playing against him. I can't do it. It gives me a mini heart attack every week. I hate it. I played against him and, all four weeks this year. And Kieran's anger is why I could do fantasy football for a living because it's just so satisfying to hear that after being after being right about it. I love it. Let's let's be let's be real. You know, it's been four weeks. Russell Wilson is less than a point below him. Josh Allen's within five points of him. We'll, we'll see it through. A matchup okay. with, I guess, some intrigue given given the health concerns and COVID concerns going over this week is the Broncos versus the Patriots. The Broncos are banged up. Noah Fant and KJ Hamler are hurt. Now, Jerry Judy, you would think, would step into that that volume. He did not last week, although he looked great on that catch where he absolutely lost that jet defender. He scored a touchdown. So, you know, if Judy starts to get the volume, he could become a low-end flex. I don't think you can trust him yet. Um, but the Broncos, they just don't have much in the way of, of production outside of Melvin Gordon. You know, I think he's going to get Unless a Unless you're carries. desperate. There's not what he just did, I, I think. We'll have the game he did against the Jets. You most likely have to start him given the running back position. And on the Patriots side of the ball, like we mentioned last earlier in the show, Damian Harris looked good. He looked really good. And, you know, I know Bill Belichick hates running – like hates fantasy relevant running backs, but Damian Harris could become a guy that is startable at some point. Um, I definitely would like to wait and see and see how they utilize Burkhead, James White, I don't see Sony Michelle coming back and having any kind of role. I think he can almost be dropped in deep leagues and even in 10 and 12 man leagues as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the quarterback, do they go sit him? Do they go Hoyer? It remains to be seen when Cam Newton will be able to come back. It didn't look pretty for Julian Edelman or Nikhil Harry. Demir Bird had quite a day. I, I, I don't know if you're comfortable starting any of those Patriots wide receivers given the quarterback situation. They all need to be rostered, maybe not Bird. But um, one thing about the backfield, though, is I think James White will, will prevail as the PPR guy that he usually is. He had this, uh, you know, his father passed away. He was out for two weeks. Um, but I think he's going to come in. He had a great PPR uh, day. Didn't have enough, uh, really enough carries to be confident. But I think that they're going to have Damian Harris run into the ball. James White catches the ball. And that's what it's going to look like. Uh, Colts. Versus Browns, we saw the Browns look like a new team against Dallas last week. Odell Beckham finally came out with that game that you 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 know the Odell Beckham craziness, the yep. pass and the and the fifty yard run, absurd. Uh, so I mean, I'm selling. Yeah, I'm selling the Browns, and then we have Cream Hunt about to be the RB one for a few weeks. It looks like, and Darius <laughs> Johnson. Uh, Darius Johnson looked good. I mean, they just have another guy back there waiting. Like, you know, why not? So, Darius Johnson's going to be a great fill-in uh, for y'all, especially in, like, standard. He didn't get a single uh, uh, reception. I think that's that's obviously Hunt's fill. But this – I think this is good, maybe not against the Colts, but with Chubb out, this is going to give, I think, Jarvis a little more volume and I think Odell a little more volume. We saw Odell catch that – I mean, three touchdowns, but the one – there was a slant. So, they're, they are making – bringing him to be like, hey, we don't have to run any t- every single touchdown, and we can pass the ball. We do have Odell Beckham Jr., <clears throat> who is still, like, a perennial talent. I mean, he's just on a yeah. terrible team. I think, his, I think his talent has never been questioned. You know, it's the offense that surrounds him and the way they're going to use him. I, like I said last week, this had to be the game. It ha- this had to be the game where he had to come through for fantasy owners for two years straight. You've been disappointed. What are your guys' temperatures on Odell Beckham Jr.? I know a lot of people – are feeling a lot of different ways. Um, would you be looking to tr- try and upgrade? Would you be looking to 
told him what because I, if I'm not, I don't have any shares of Odell Beckham, but I know I would be kind of lost if I, I did. I would personally be pushing him. Because I, I, you think about the ways he scored, it was on a reverse pass from Jarvis Landry and then a reverse. It wasn't just traditional, we're going to line up and throw the ball to Odell Beckham. He only had five catches and then the two rushes. So he really only touched the ball seven times. I don't think anyone expects this Odell Beckham to happen every week, but if you can get someone that believes in you know, Odell Beckham of a few years past and can pay up for him, then I'd certainly be taking the temperature of, of this market. Definitely. I definitely feel a little better about him after this week than I have done in the past, in like the rest of this previously in the season. Um, I don't think he's like absolutely, a, oh, this guy's not going to be relevant for, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm more of a hold. I don't want to do anything too, too rash. Um, but I mean, I just think those... if you want to, if you want to make that move, now's yeah. when you make that move off the mm-hmm. big week. You know, if you, if you got to make right. the decision off the big week and get them off your team. And with that, I will be getting off this team just for the week. Uh, I have to <laughs> sign off a little early. Good luck this weekend. Um, Thank thanks, you, Kieran. Kieran. Shoot us Thank Twitter you, questions Kieran. as always. Well done. See you, All right. See you. Thank God. Now the three most attractive guys <laughs> will take up the rest of the Zoom screen. Okay. I wanna, I wanna, can, I, can I say something real quick for this? Yeah, show? let's hear it. So oh I was an Aaron Jones owner a couple years ago before his breakout really last year. And the theory was always free Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams, yes, he's good. He does not need the ball. And the theory here is now free Jonathan Taylor. Like Mike, yes. Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines the ball as much combined as Jonathan Taylor, who ran for almost twice the amount of yards that the other two did on their carries. I just – Jonathan Taylor is a special talent. He needs to be getting the ball a ton of yeah. time. And I think he's totally a trade target too. I think this is totally – a tactical thing by the Colts. I think they're saying, listen, this is our rookie. We're not looking that good this year. Let's, let's win games. If, if Nightingham's and, and uh, Jordan Wilkins need to run out the clock, then for sure. But when they're, you know, being pressed, mm-hmm. I think that Jonathan Taylor is going to get those carries. And one of my bold, one of my bold predictions was he's going to be the rushing leader. I don't, you know, it's a bold prediction for a reason, but I think he still has a shot. I think he could come out and if he gets those like 22, 25 Ooh. yard carry games, I don't know if they're looking to like, you know, take you know all his carries in the first season obviously but he his volume mm-hmm. should point upwards in the passing game of the Colts I mean I'm worried mm-hmm. I think T yeah. I think T what I don't I, people are saying drop T by Hilton I'm not dropping T by Hilton no. yet I think Paris Campbell's going to come back and offer some value as well and kind of boost the offense so we'll see about that uh, moving on to the Vikings and the Seahawks this should be a good game I mean those are those are two fun offenses right now the Vikings have just been up and down but you're firing up Justin Jefferson obviously you're firing up I'm feeling obviously. Dalvin you start Dalvin Cook, yeah, probably. <laughs> this is a really easy game. There's not there's not much to be said about this game. Anything else? Uh, I mean, charge real quick at the Chargers. Justin Herbert has a really great schedule going forward. Uh, with the injury to Austin Eckler, a lot of and Joshua Kelly's are going to be owned in a lot of leagues. I do think he's a playable guy. Justin Jackson is going to be the other head of the two headed dragon. Wouldn't be looking to play him at all. Uh, oh, we're talking about the Seahawks right now. <laughs> no, there's nothing more to say. Go ahead. No, there's nothing yeah. else to say. Okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, so the Chargers playing the Saints, and Michael Thomas is supposed to be coming back this week. Jared Cook still dealing with that groin injury. We don't know what's going to happen there. Really, in the Saints offense, you're starting Kamara. Latavius Murray kind of had a bit of a showing last week, scoring some mm-hmm. touchdowns. I think you can play him when you're playing – worst teams yeah yeah uh, like terrible teams like the detroit lions right exactly mm-hmm. and I, I honestly i think that's those goal line carries yep all right well said i'm i'm i think jared cook will have a, a decent finish of the season with michael thomas back i think that's the recipe for jared cook's success and i think the whole the whole offense is success uh, let's get into some waiver watch we mentioned him earlier Keyshawn vaughn looking like a guy you could throw on the bench right now and see what the what the uh, buccaneers do and then again, pick up those guys in IR. Like, guy I like is Eric Ebron, huh. who I've seen on the waiver wire for a couple leagues. He should be on the waiver wire. Well, he had a buy last week. I think that's why a lot of people dropped him. But this guy, they the Steelers pass the ball a lot, and Eric Ebron can only catch. He can't block at all. He's basically a receiver that lines up right next to the tackle. 
So, I, I mean, with the amount of depth at tight end, like I picked up Logan Thomas last week to stream with Jared Cook, Kurt, Eric Eb- Like, if you can snag an Eric Ebron, I feel like Eric Ebron's a solid enough play at tight end. Yeah. For me, a couple of quarterbacks, because this week may be tight for quarterbacks who already have Stafford and Rodgers on by. Tannehill and Josh Allen could be up in the air. Cam Newton obviously out with COVID. Mahomes. Herbert has a great matchup this week, playing on Monday Night Football in primetime. He just looks good, too. He looks legit. So I think Justin Herbert could be a guy you're targeting. Plus, he plays Monday. So if you have Josh Allen or Ryan Tannehill, you can know when to – you'll know if they're going to play by Monday night. And another guy, Daniel Jones, purely based off of his matchup. He does not look good. That Giants offense, like we said, looks horrible. But they're going to have to score points to stay up with the Cowboys. He is going to have to score. And he's going to have to carry that offense. I think he could find a way in the end zone rushing and passing. Too. So I think he could be a play if you, if you have a quarterback that's out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right, trade targets. Or you guys want to do who you guys are selling right now. Mm. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with my targets. I mentioned Antonio Gibson earlier. I mean, I think if you can just sneak in before the name gets too big, go for it. And then mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say it because I'm currently trying to get Justin Jefferson from Kieran in the Keeper League. But I think Justin Jefferson is might be the biggest buy low in the le- in the in, in football right now. Buy uh, low. Yeah, I think he's Love still it. a buy low. I think I mean people. He's just hasn't had you know he's had two games where we've seen him do well against bad defenses, and I think that he could just slide into the Diggs role, just like that. Maybe mm-hmm. doesn't have the personality, but uh, definitely got the talent. So he, he go grab him. Does. You know, I got I got one of each. My buy is going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think you've seen the floor with Clyde, and if you have him in a PPR league, he's gotten 10 points at least every week. You know, they've played the Ravens, the Chargers, the Patriots, teams that have good running, rushing defenses. He still haven't played the Raiders. Sorry, Jared. You know, is an exploitable yeah, match. Playing him this week, so he could explode this week. This may be your last chance to buy Clyde. And a guy that I want to sell is Devin Singletary. And obviously, you have to be deep at running back to do so. Running back, like we said, is very thin. So you, this is basically depending on what you have at running back on your team. But Zach Moss has been hurt. Devin Singletary looks great, but he's had very exploitable matchups at the beginning of this year, and it's going to continue for the next few weeks. So it's not necessarily a sell high right now. But his schedule after the bye, and this is obviously looking a little more ahead, they play the Chargers, the 49ers, the Steelers, the Broncos, and the Patriots, which I don't think that's a guy you want to rely on down the stretch. And if Zach Moss – takes a little bit out of his production when he comes back. Devin Singletary could be someone that does not produce as, as well as you expect in the second half of the year. Yeah. Well, my guy – That was an incredible argument. It was. I love that. My guy – good. This is going to be a lot worse of an argument. It's Josh Jacobs. <laughs> and purely just because I feel like the touchdown production has to come back from that week mm-hmm. one, three yeah. touchdown performance. We've been doing a lot of play action on the goal line, throwing the ball to fullbacks and tight ends. But Josh Jacobs has been involved, and hopefully our O-line is getting healthier. So that's a guy like – another guy, if you can get him for the right value, and that's Robbie Anderson, I feel like if we were to redraft, Robbie Anderson would be going in the fourth or fifth round of draft. Yeah. And Where DJ Moore like went. <laughs> a little bit – yeah, a little bit behind where DJ Moore currently went. And yeah. if we think he could be better than DJ Moore going forward, then – I feel like you're not going to have to pony up as much for a guy like that just because people are going to see, oh, I drafted Robbie Anderson 125th overall. You know, and that, this guy's offering me the guy he drafted 65th overall. But that could right. be a way to go. He's, he's seen heavy volume. He's 10th overall in the league in targets. Not just that deep threat anymore. And only one touchdown. So he he can have some, some bigger games too. Yeah. All right. Well – this is a crazy season, so bear with us here. But let's get into some dude and dud of the week. We have – we're usually very good at dude and dud, but – We're good Brandon at Cooks, Brandon Cooks – yeah, I had my Rams D did all right. I thought they were going to do much better. Oh. Brandon Cooks, zero, was my dude. Michael with TJ Hawkinson was – got his two for nine, and thank God he got a touchdown. There you go, Mike. On the end zone, baby. <laughs> and then Gesicki should have had a great game against the, the Seahawks. I mean, this is – just why, if, it was, if fantasy was easy, then that's what we wouldn't get paid the big bucks to do it. So, yeah. And then Kieran, Daryl Henderson, Daryl Henderson again, 22 rushing yards, 4.8 points. 
I don't know. Go to the week. I kind of hit on Kelsey three for 70. I mean, 10 PPR. That's obviously uh, not a great week for Kelsey. Keenan Allen, eight for 62. It's all right. Julio Jones, obviously great dud there, Jared. And then uh, McLaurin for Kieran had a great game. So I think we hit on two out of the eight, maybe three of the eight there. This week, this is where we're going to change the round, right? Yeah, definitely. 100%. Right, guys? Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Not to be a dead horse. You go, you go first, but I don't want you beating this dead horse too much. No, go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, this is your pick. I'm, I'm referring to your pick. You know what? I'll just take it since now you're yeah. aggressive. And it's, 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 it's good to keep in mind that this is also based off of daily fantasy as well. So, for example, when we say Keenan Allen or Travis Kelsey, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have a bad game. You should bench them. It's just don't expect as much of DFS. Right. It's a guy we've talked about a lot, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Karan. In each one of his recaps for our fantasy league, he's a, long, he's a Cardinal fan, he always says David Johnson is bad at football. And I don't necessarily disagree with that statement, but the Jags just let Joe Mixon break out. I could see David Johnson breaking out and scoring a couple touchdowns. He's going to be my dude of the week. Well, my guy is DK Metcalf, and I'm going to go as far as saying that DK Metcalf will be the top scorer this week in fantasy. Thank I really you. like that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, my due to the week, I, ha- I, I just like to mix it up on you guys. I had Kenyon Drake written in there. I think he'll have a good week. But my due to the week is Darius Slayton. He's the, he's the best receiver for the Giants. We've seen the Cowboys defense just able to be exploited. I think that Daniel Jones is even streamable. Uh, Darius Slayton, he might have one of those classic Slayton two-touchdown weeks right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Giants, I think, have three touchdowns on the season, which Ooh. I think is the number, which is just less than a That's lot of fun. players, which is crazy. All right, bad news for me, Kieran's due to the week is Justin Jefferson, uh, who I've been trying to get off him. <laughs> like, can I get some <laughs> trade advice from you guys? All right, keeper league, you keep eight players. He needs a tight end. Oh. I have, I, I'm going to trade him Noah Fant for Justin Jefferson and a second. Is that too much for Noah Fant? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have yeah. Justin Jefferson probably. Yeah. The Noah Fant? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, who's his tight end? He needs, a, he needs a tight end. I think it's like Jared Cook or something. Anyways, uh, let's get into Dead of the Week. My Dead of the Week, I talked to him a lot about a lot earlier. Miles Sanders, I mean, this offense, I, you know, it's against yeah. the Steelers. So, I mean, it's kind of like a cheat dud, but I think he gets under like – I think he's got like six, seven points in, in uh, maybe ten in, in PPR. I like it. Well, I'm going with a guy that you guys think is going to break out, and I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. Purely because mm. I think this game is going to go by really quickly. There's going to be – a, but the Browns run the ball a lot. Even with Chubb gone, they're going to be running the ball. The Colts – run the ball a lot too and they run the ball with three guys uh so yeah i'm going jonathan taylor i feel like this one's gonna bite me but i'm just gonna say mark andrews just because of the the volume that he's been seeing if he doesn't score two touchdowns on three targets then it's gonna be a dud so i'm playing the touchdown game here you got a vendetta Uh, for this guy and i'm saying mark andrews is your dud of the week (laughs) love all right there you go all right that's the part where i don't love is our DFS lineups from last week. Woo! Did not look good for me. I don't remember who I played, but it was not good. I finished in last. Michael got first. Again. Huron got second, and Noah got third. So the standings now in first is Michael. Russian is Mike. Huron. I'm in third. Noah's in fourth. There we go. Here's the winning lineup this week, though. We got Teddy Bridgewater. Derek Henry, Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson, Amari Cooper, Darius Slane, Jonathan Smith, James White, and the Panthers D. Love that Bridgewater. Play. Okay. I believe I've won the last three weeks, but I will say the constant in my lineup has been Mike Davis. He's always discounted, even given this week. I, he is the John Brown of this week. Plug him in your DF – of this year, sorry. Plug him in your DFS lineup, and you'll, you'll have a good time. Deshaun Watson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Mike Davis, DJ Chark, T. Higgins, Darius Slayton. So going a little cheaper on the receivers. George Kittle, Demir Bird, and the Rams team. All right. I got Dak Prescott, Mike Davis as well, David Johnson, Tyreek Hill, John Brown, 
throwback, George Kittle, Miko Hardman, Antonio Gibson, and the Colts. What is this lineup? Thank what you. is that? <laughs> I appreciate it. You gotta type that one in there. <laughs> Real quick, I misspoke. I'm not playing Robbie. I'm actually playing Marquise Brown. I think he's gonna break out this week. Ooh. And then Kieran is a mystery. And with that, it's another great episode of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. You can find us on all of the major podcasting, including everyone, iTunes, and YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry you can't see Kieran's pretty face on the way out, but you know. Life is rough. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. <laughs>